2: You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And be sure to email us as well, Rays at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join myself and Ulysses sometime this weekend to talk about the Rays and get in on all of the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Uh, of course, on today's show, we will run part two of our interview with Rays prospect Ford Proctor. But before we get to that, Ulysses, we have to get to last night's game, a 2 nothing variety for the Tampa Bay race, and I know we're going to talk about Tyler Glass now. I know we're going to get to that, but I just first have to address this uh, Mike Zanino is he for real? Has he turned a corner? Has he changed? Because I'm seeing right now through April, he has a slash line of 229, 302, 583, five home runs, 11 RBIs, in a WRC plus of 152. Is just this him? Hitting a couple mistakes and getting hot for a little bit, or do you think this is really something that he can not necessarily keep up this pace, but be a, a better version of himself than prior years?
1: Yes, to the second part of that question. I think, the, and, and and I've said this before. This is the year that he's going to be, have his most offensive, productive year with the race. Right. It, it had to be. The first year he actually set the in spring training, he cut down his work at in the cage because he wanted to get that rapport with the with the pitcher. So 2019 was that year. 2020, we know how screwed up that was and yeah and and, and, and for everybody. So yeah, I do think 2021 will be the best version of Z at the plate. He already knows most of the pitchers and all that. Okay, good. Secondly no, I, the pace is ridiculous, and to to speak about those numbers, even though they sound very nicely, that that slash line, that two twenty nine average came coming into yesterday was at two hundred. So let's also right. keep in mind that averages are fluctuating so much right now because it's so early in the season. Having said that, yes, uh, I do think he, it'll be his most productive one. That was a bomb on a bomb. I mean, we know this. If he barrels up a ball, say right. goodbye. It's going to be a tape measure shot. I really would have liked like Cash said, would have liked that maybe that catwalk to not be there uh to see this this home run in all of its monstrosity because it really was was shot out of a cannon yeah,
2: I think a couple of things with that, yeah, I don't think he's going to keep up this pace necessarily. I do think it does help that you know having another really what seems to be solid catcher that can maybe take some pressure off of Zanino absolutely helps in Francisco Mejia, both with the bat and the glove. Uh, some of the underlying stats on Zanino going further with that. Uh, the chase rate, I believe, is the lowest of his career. He's making more end zone contact. And his strikeout rate at 28%, again, small sample size, uh, that's very good for him because
1: he's usually around the 38 40% range. So that's a good sign. Exactly, and and I did say this last week. I said I had an inkling that we were, we were entering Zunino week. Man, I should just really play the lottery, not fantasy yeah. baseball. But online, um, do it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think we're right in the prime of Zunino week, and I, I, like I said last week, that that just means a fourteen. Day period where he just scorches the ball. I think we're right in the middle of it. I think exactly. I think you have to squeeze all of that from Zunino because he's going to give you that. The problem is, is that Mejia is looking pretty yeah. nifty at the at the plate too. So you don't actually want to just play Zunino because Mejia is just a doubles machine right now. So look, I think right now if you're a Rays fan, the 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 issue is not behind the dish with the bat or defensively, and that is actually a wonder. Because that's never, like that's always been yeah. like the spotlight issue. Oh my, like, how are you going to to deal with this big big problem? Rays fans don't have anything to complain right now in the catching position. Like so, yeah, it, it's it's a pretty weird world where we are right now. I know it's bizarre world right
2: now with everything that's going on. And yeah, I think being more familiar and settled in with the organization, the pitching staff, kind of okay. I've got that end of things more sorted out, so I can focus more so on on hitting there and i think that too maybe he's finally like really fully healthy entering this year because we know about his history of oblique injuries which can just shatter the ability to be a good hitter at the plate so maybe that's another right. thing again we'll see how how good he he probably feels great right now feels great it's april you know just getting into the the stride and getting going but how will you feel in the dog days of summer will you be able to keep up Correct. that pace and go from there and i have noticed uh, looking at some video, at least compared to 2019, he has altered his stance quite a bit. Um, yeah. he's, he's more open, a little bit more athletic, not as upright. I think his feet are spread apart a little bit more, and he looks like he's getting – he's more in a, a, a position and ready to hit as the ball is coming than right. before, before so. So maybe that is a little bit of a change that helps him as well. I, I mean, he's just – and I think we mentioned this last week. Uh, he's He is as dead of a dead – pull ball hitter as you can be right now, which might not be a bad thing for a guy like this. Like, look, you know, he's got enough power and strength and exit velocity metrics where it's just, Hey, if they put, you know, eight guys shifting to the left side, still do your thing, dude. And still try to hit the ball as hard as you can. Instead of trying to be a a spray to the off as much as we like that, as much as we like the Yandy Diaz and, and the Manny Margot, some guys,
1: it's just like, Hey, use your strength is power use that use that to your advantage and, and and that's his game plan so why are you changing him if you again if you can get this type of zunino that that when that average is a little bit above 200 just around there we're not asking for 229 like right. he is right now i'm asking for 205 and the power is still there dude go to left field i mean it worked for 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 a lot of guys and 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 that's not his job His not his job is not to go oppo or anything like that if you can just be a power-hitting catcher that keeps the strikeout rate under 30%, man, that would be glorious. If he is able to keep that th- that, that, that strikeout rate below 30%, hit a little bit above 200, the power's going to be there, then you've got yourself the best Zunino years in a Rays uniform uh, for sure. Okay. Uh, what more can we say about Tyler Glass now? Seven <laughs> innings of shutout
2: ball, 10 strikeouts, two walks, five hits scattered about... Man, look, he is the one of the few guys. There's a lot of guys that, like, okay, you see a starting pitcher. Michael Walk is not extremely fun to watch. But Tyler Glasnow, every start, every pitch is a must-watch and yes. exciting to watch. It's like, what's going to come next? And you kind of know that it's going to be one of three or four pitches, but the way he delivers it is so exciting as well. And, again, another outstanding outing uh, from from Glasnow yesterday.
1: It seems like we need a thesaurus every time we're going to talk about the recap with Glass now because the superlatives yeah. are are coming uh, kind of short now. What else can you say? Yeah, in five of his last six starts this season, he's gone six innings. That, that that's incredible. You you can't really say that from uh, Mr. Padre, and it's it, it's it's really nice to know that you have that stopper. You have that rotation. Ace, I'm using that word right now because he's definitely uh-huh. pitching like he's one. pitching like it right now. He's pitching like it right now, and uh, you know that you're going to get six, seven innings. Wow, that is that is so back to Ray's roots. That is exactly yeah. what this this team was made in 2008, just starting. Pitching and and he's providing that and it's so fun. Like you said, like if you like baseball, if you enjoy pitching, the art of pitching, pitching Ninja, the overlays, Glass now is just a trove uh, of goodies. I mean, yeah. he, he wasn't only just. Painting that fastball and using that slider a little bit more throughout the game, but that curveball also his his put away pitch and the changeup. He even used the changeup five times last uh, last night in last night's game. So he was just throwing everything at them, and and it worked.
2: the The other good thing about Glass now is when he's rolling like this, the games tend to be a little bit shorter. This one, the two hour forty five minute variety, yep. which we always like. And you hit on it. The look, he's in a place now where he is comfortable and confident using with two strikes or as an out put away strikeout pitch, the fastball, the curveball, the slider, maybe one day the changeup will be in that line. And again, it's not (laughs) when you have to get a hitter thinking about three pitches and three tough pitches to hit at that, you get a lot of uh, ho-hum swings and you get a lot of, what the heck was that? I was not ready for that at all. In fact, one of my favorites, I think, um, is look, we all love the, the 99 fastball at the top of the zone. But I love the curveball that starts at the umpire's head and drops into the zone. And it's like, how did how did he spin that yeah. thing to make that a strike? And you, you look just as confused as the hitter there. So that's a great thing from his standpoint.
1: And it's crazy how that curveball usage has just gone down in percentage-wise in his repertoire, but it's still effective. It's still effective because of that slider. That slider is a game changer. And and, and Z said last night that after the game, he just looks different. He, 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 he's just more in control. And, and you can see that. I mean, 69% of his pitches were for strikes last night. And, and he was painting with, with first first pitch strikes, I think, 22 of 27. I mean, that's a guy who knows what he's going to do, has a game plan, and he's able to execute execution of the plan yeah. is, is, is the name of the game. And he's doing that right now. Right. I, I want to see the list of starting pitchers that are not Shane Bieber and Garrett Cole, who are better than, than Tyler glass. now, right now. Oh, I sort of have a list for you here. I've got some MOB ranks of where Tyler glass now is
2: at uh, through the first handful of games, first handful of starts, I should say, for pitchers out there but yeah you mentioned it again another little shout out to Zanino here uh, still being productive offensively while he has to catch and manage Tyler Glass now and another little kind of underrated part of his game defensively being able to catch those foul tips I mean on a on a glass now pitch and being able to hold on to it and corral that I think is a huge thing as well but uh, right now Tyler Glass now in all of the MLB he, he is again among starting pitchers ninth in ERA at one six seven second in innings pitched behind Clayton Kershaw at 37 and two thirds third in strikeouts behind Jacob deGrom and Shane Bieber with 56 seventh in whip at 0.80 and fifth in opponents batting average at 144
1: so very good company that he's in right now two words Cy Young Okay, it, he's go, he's going for it. He's going. I mean, he's pitching right now like he better actually than in 2019 before he got hurt in May. He's pitching better than that. He's a better pitcher. He's actually a better pitcher. Not a back then we were really astounded with the stuff because he more, he kind of was a thrower. Now he's a pitcher. Yeah. He actually knows how to a pitch and that's such a beautiful thing to have back in, in in a raised rotation but um before we go uh to the ford proctor interview i want to give a shout out to our buddy zach he hates uh-huh. kk slander he hates okay. it. he can't take it you know what i'm so happy that kk got a highlight real catch after what happened uh, in, 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 in Tuesday night's game. Uh, that, that catch in center field was, was just a KK special. I'm glad he was able to show his defensive prowess right after that controversial play.
2: Yeah. What's interesting too, in that game is uh, Randy Roserina was DH, but did get mm-hmm. the bat lead off. So maybe a little cooling off period, probably not yes. a bad decision there for Kevin cash and the team and company there. And yeah, with a uh, nice shout out for Zach there. Uh, Glasnow real quick again normally I would say hey it's too soon to talk Cy Young but again this is the American League not the National League if Tyler Glasnow was in the National League he'd he'd have seemingly a lot more competition with what's going on with the Milwaukee Brewers and Woodruff and Burns and then you've got DeGrom and Kershaw but I think there's a little bit more of a pathway
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: an
2: avenue for Glasnow to do that in the American League at, at least as it stands right now
1: yeah. And, and I like that you, when you gave those rankings, it was major league uh, wide. Those yeah. rankings are going to improve when you look at it uh, within the American league. So yeah, i he's pitching like it right now. And if it's not Bieber, if it's not Cole, I don't think you're better than glass now.
2: Do you think he gets a nine inning complete game this season? Oh gosh.
1: I mean, he certainly this be a prop like, bet.
2: I feel like we have to put this on the board. Yes or no. Does he do it? Seven innings does not uh, count.
1: In the role, but- I, I do think that he has the ability to it. I think that the pitch count yesterday, before the sixth inning, uh, he was at like 65 pitches and I, and I got pretty happy. I was like, oh my God, is he, is he going to go eight deep? Could we yeah. actually see that? Uh, it, it depends on Cash. I, I don't think Cash will let him. He didn't, he didn't let Yarbrough do it with eight and two thirds. So I don't think so okay Um, uh, stop this
2: meandering enough of this uh you sound like a politician right now yes or no give Uh, me an answer okay i want i want him to i think he can do it no okay i'll say yes can we put that prop bet on the board Ooh, you really do want to put this on? i do yes okay i think this is a fun one i think this is a
1: really fun one to watch as the season develops you, you got too much hope on your boy Cash. That's your boy Cash right now yeah. telling you, don't put this bet- profit. I'm not going to let Glassnow go nine. Are you kidding me? No way. No,
2: it's actually Glass now that's calling me and giving me, uh, you know, <laughs> having a couple words with me, uh, a couple expletives on a good note. Po- like yes, like he likes, he likes to that. say about Kiermaier, positive yeah. expletives that get yeah. caught on the television cameras. Okay. <laughs> Again, wow. A lot of things from last night's game that we had to get through. Uh, coming up next, of course, part two of our interview with Ford Proctor. But before we get to that, we've got to tell you about a couple of our good friends like Locker Room. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the Rays and the MLB. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news and rumors. Be sure to join us sometime this weekend as we'll be hosting a room and Uh, interacting and inviting all of our Locked on Rays listeners to do that. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile and link your Twitter account as well to join us. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you to the right place amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com you know going from from college ball to the pro gra- uh, to the pro game um, what do, what do you see as maybe or what for you has been the, the biggest adjustment or challenge from college to to pro ball is it just the the game is moving faster uh, you're you're playing more often and every day more of a grind or the pitchers throwing just nasty, nasty stuff and more velocity. Just what's that transition been like, or, you know, some of the challenges of going from, from college to pro ball there.
0: Yeah. I mean, my first short season in Hudson Valley, I struggled a pretty good bit, um, pretty much the whole season up until the last few weeks. Um, And like I, like I said earlier, I had to kind of make some adjustments just because I wasn't having the success that I had in college, which I mean, is a part of it, when you, when you get to pro ball, of course, everyone's going to be better than in college. Um, and so, you know, I really had no choice but to was either, you know, continue to struggle or ha- make some adjustments. So, you know, I went with, with the latter there. And, uh, you know, I'm, of course, always going to continue to make adjustments. It's a a game of adjustments. So, and the competition will continue to get better. So it's just a part of it.
2: And so far in early in your pro career, is there somebody, I mean, toughest pitcher maybe you faced so far in the Rays organization and or outside of the Rays organization? Is there some guy that's just like, man, I don't know how anybody gets a hit off
0: of this guy here? Uh, I don't know. We, we faced some guys, I guess in 19, we actually traded for one guy that I had fits with. It was a lefty from, from the Cubs that always seemed to to get me out and I can never get to him Uh, left-handed from the Cubs. His last name's Carrera, but he's pretty crafty lefty. Um, I'm glad he's on our team now for sure.
2: (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Um, And kind of, you know, turning, we, we mentioned the, the, the talk about robot umpire, but also kind of want to get your gauge on, you know there's I mean it seems like every week there's another proposed rule change within MLB or something that's being discussed or implemented at the independent ranks or throughout minor league ball like the double hook DH for example moving the bound, uh, the mound back limiting shifts where do you stand on all those things or just kind of where this direction of of how the game is seemingly it, getting to a point where it's changing so rapidly for you, who's played baseball his entire life now and is and a professional.
0: Yeah, uh, there's really not much that I can do as far as the changes go. I mean, I ha- I don't have any any say in them. So all I can do is um, you know continue to play, and if any of the adjustment or if any of the changes force us as players to make adjustments, then. Then I'll do that, but I know a lot of the adjustments are are implemented or they're trying to implement them to gain a larger following uh for baseball, which I'm all for, so um you know there's nothing really that that I can do about it but um continue to to play my game so
1: And something that we've seen kind of permeate throughout baseball in the last decade or so is obviously the usage of analytics. As a player, obviously now front offices, the Rays obviously being a pioneering one, really do put a a big focus on the analytics and how they translate from the front office to the clubhouse and, and, and giving the data to the players has that been a lot to take in or do they know what exactly to tell players to focus on? Is it a weekly meeting? Like how does that go from the front office to the players?
0: I, yeah, I think the Rays do a great job. Um, I mean, we're not really presented so much with specific numbers. Well, we are um, hitting, but I think when, when they're trying to tell us what to achieve as far as numbers go, they, they do a good job of uh, relaying it in baseball terms. Um, you know, maybe it's something you need to do at the plate or for a pitcher, they need to change their what their pitch is doing. But, you know, when we're working in the cage, it's not, oh, you need to swing the bat at, at this degree. It's maybe you need to feel this certain thing with your swing that will translate to these numbers that we want. So, yeah, they, they do a good job of, of putting it into terms that are – you know, easy for a baseball player to understand.
2: <laughs> interesting. Very interesting there. Um, okay. For a couple quick hitters here. First off um, growing up and maybe now to this day, do you have a favorite baseball player or somebody that you idolized? And if so um, I mean who that is and, and why you idolized that player growing up.
0: Yeah. Growing up, my favorite player was Derek Jeter for sure. Uh, just playing shortstop my whole life. And then the Yankees are always on TV. Um, and he, of course, was was one of the best in the game at the position. So he was a pretty easy choice for me growing up.
2: Okay. Uh, who do you think is the funniest guy in the Rays organization or that you've encountered in the Rays organization thus far? It may be you as well. I, I don't know. But if there's somebody, <laughs> somebody else out there as well.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not that funny. <laughs> but uh, funniest guy in the organization. I don't know. We... We got some funny guys. First one that comes to my head is probably Stever Whalen. <laughs> he'll he'll probably like that. But yeah, he's a funny guy. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. And then outside of yourself, who would you consider to be the best all-around athlete in the Rays organization? Like just this guy is just an absolute freak that probably could play any sport, so on and so forth. Is there one guy that's just like, man, this guy's a monster?
0: Uh I managed to go with uh my guy shane Suzuki. he 's the flying hawaiian he's a he 's a really good athlete. It seems like everything that we do um he 's always really good at it 's kind of frustrating but he's uh yeah he's a great athlete
2: okay interesting and then uh one final thing on my end and ulysses, if you have any other final questions here um do you have just kind of one general large overarching goal this upcoming season? And if so, what that might be? Is it just kind of advancing levels through the minor leagues or just something you're focusing on offensively, defensively, whatever it may be?
0: Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a a season since 2019, a full season. So just getting back in that full season uh, mode and, you know, reminding myself that it's a long season and and there's going to be struggles and I mean that's a that's a given so just kind of trying to stay as even keel as possible and uh you know just focusing on my day to day activities and you know the processes that I have to go through as opposed to getting caught up in you know what my numbers look like or you know what what other guys are doing or or this or that just you know kind of staying staying with the the smaller picture on the day to day And you you mentioned going from that transition, obviously, you did play
1: some ball last year, but not not the regular schedule that you're used to. Now, going back to it, we've talked about how the Major League Club, obviously, with the pitching needs to kind of do things a little bit differently and and share innings among bulk pitchers and, and 10 guys can throw, you know, 80 to 100 innings how about you as a, as a player going back to an original schedule uh, or at least very similar to what it was originally, is there something that you, that you have changed so that you can be ready so that, you know, maybe injury, you you can't always prevent injuries, but is there something that you're doing so that you're not losing steam by early June and can, you know, go through a whole uh, regular season?
0: Yeah, I think uh, just playing last year was huge for me, just so that I didn't lose that that game speed um, type stuff. But no, I, I love I love the routine of the season. Just just knowing what your day is going to look like every day. Um, I'm big on on having a set routine. So playing every day is perfect in, in that aspect because you know I kind of have the same schedule. Usually we have night games, and even if it's a day game, it's still the same the same routine every day when I go to the field. Um, so that's really big for me and, you know, I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Okay. And one, uh, question, if you, if you had to pick one, if you have to pick one, be in the starting lineup of the world baseball classic with the USA Jersey on or being in the all-star game, the starting lineup, it's a tough, it's a tough question here, but which one do
0: you go for? That is a tough question. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably go for the World Baseball Classic. Uh, I mean, just wearing wearing the USA across your chest is a, is a pretty special honor, and that's something that would be really incredible. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to go for that one.
1: Kevin, he, 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 he picked the one I wanted. You know how much I love the World baseball (laughs) classic, Kevin. This is, this is, I, I, maybe, maybe I I led him to that correct answer, but I'm, 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 I'm really happy he did. (laughs) Yeah. You gave him the answer to the test ahead of time there. Uh,
2: Ford, (laughs) one last question on my end here. Um, I don't want to assume, but being a Texas boy and and going to Rice university, uh, what was your, your favorite MLB team growing up? Was it the Rangers? Was it the Astros? Was it? the Yankees and the Derek Jeter connection. I mean, who did you root for? And did you go to any, I guess, ball games growing up as well?
0: Yeah. I like the Yankees and the Astros that, that used to be allowed because the Yankees were <laughs> AL and the Astros were uh, in the NL central. So I was a, I was a big Astros fan as well, growing up, uh, big Craig Biggio fan. Um, and then of course, you know, Lance Berkman and we have Morgan Innsberg with the Rays too. So grew up watching all those guys. Well,
1: isn't that great? Craig Biggio was one of his favorite players and look what he's doing now. Middle infield, uh, getting four gloves on him, getting behind the dishes is awesome. (laughs) Look at at that.
2: Well, yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to just keep silent. The fact that he, he rooted, you know, somewhat for the Yankees and, and, uh, and the Astros that we'll, we'll keep that aside. We, hey, we not, anymore. Already... not anymore. okay. It I is. gotcha. <laughs> I understand. Well, Ford, thank you so much for the time. And, uh, we know you're going to tear it up this season and we're looking, we're very much looking forward to, to seeing you develop and grow throughout the minor league system. And, uh, you're welcome to join us anytime. We'd love to have you back on maybe as the, the minor league season progresses and see what changes are going on and so forth.
0: Good deal. Thank you guys very much.
2: Once again, we want to thank Ford Proctor for joining us on the program and wishing him success this upcoming season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on, the Kentucky Derby is back and much more as well. So get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonus and content uh, contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and remember, use that promo code Locked LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only responsibly sourced diamonds, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on bluenile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality fine jewelry and will surprise and delight and they're fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. Again, search the words 10 by 10 only at bluenile.com. Okay, Ulysses um Quite frankly, I thought it wouldn't happen till maybe June, July, maybe late May, something along those lines. But it's Shane Mack Day, Shane McClanahan making his regular season MLB debut just after turning 24. And we learned it's funny because when the story came out yesterday, we also learned that he's just like us. He has car troubles as well, didn't get his oil changed. <laughs> Didn't had some kind of mechanical mm-hmm. breakdown or whatever it may be. I right. will say he's probably driving more of a top of the line vehicle, maybe a Mercedes or something like that, where it's like 125 bucks for an oil change. But you think so? Uh, you know,
1: with only being uh, in the show during the postseason, nah. He's he's uh, still. I, I'm thinking. Yeah, I would say with a guy who got a
2: like a three million dollar signing bonus, I would say he probably splurged a little bit. Yeah. On the okay. Just, okay. And I don't think he's. He's not. He's not uh, driving a, a 2008 Nissan Altima or something like that. He's, he's, he's not driving, driving that. something pretty nice. I'm not saying he's got the the nicest car in the lot. That probably belongs to Kevin Kiermeyer or Wander Franco, I guess. Uh, yeah. But I would say <laughs> he's he's definitely on some different level now. Maybe it's a pickup truck. I don't know. It, it, something yeah. souped out. Something nice. Something that uh, is probably. Expensive, over fifty grand, something along those lines. I would say. I
1: like I like the pickup truck. I think that 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 fits him well. Um, it, uh, you know the the pickup truck. But look, man, it's exciting. And and you know what, I think race fans wanted to see Shane. I think race fans wanted to see Patino. I think that race fans wanted to see Honeywell. And they've got to yep. see all of them in April. It's it's rather amazing. And you know, you could talk about maybe you know, the injuries uh, from the from from the bullpen and the rotation that have caused this. But maybe this was the plan all along. Just uh, Fleming, too. How could I forget Fleming, of course? Yeah. Um, so you've seen four guys that you really wanted them to start the year with the team, and they're already with the team in, in April. Um, you know, maybe for an extended stay, hopefully. It mm-hmm. seems like Fleming and Patino might be there to stay. Honeywell has been set down. But what's going to be the plan for Shane? Apparently for today – it's going to be a four-inning, three-inning outing. Let's see how that happens. He's, he's stretched out to go four, but uh, he didn't look like he needed any babying in spring training. Didn't right. he face 10 guys, and the ten guy, out of the 10 guys, he struck out seven, didn't allow a run. Right. I mean, he looked pretty good in spring training. He was very
2: strong, and I think he's really the guy that we've talked about of the young guns on the come-up. I would say he's probably the one that we were least concerned about or most confident of, okay, he's ready for the next step. Luis Patino being a little bit younger and not playing much above able for Honeywell, all the surgeries and injuries and rehab that he's gone through. But Shane McClanahan, I mean, he pitched in some pretty high leverage postseason games, whether they went well or not. I mean, it's like he was kind of the next guy knocking on the door after Josh Fleming seemingly. So we'll see. Yes. Look, hopefully, hopefully he, puts together a a great outing. And I, I think we saw from spring training that uh, yeah, he's ready. He's ready for the show, or at least um, he really can't do anything else to to prove that he's ready for that call up. So get ready for, for some, as we like to say with Tyler glass now being an exciting pitcher to watch, I think, Very similar in the sense with Shane McClanahan, given that it's a lefty that he does he can touch 101 miles per hour, and he will average about 98 on the fastball. And then he's got that uh, that hard breaking slider as well, and a developing changeup. You know, it's all about can he command and control all those things. But he's another guy that every pitch is like: is this one going to be 100? Is this one going to get over the mark? Like that. That's that's part of the the mystique and intrigue with this guy.
1: Exactly. It's a, it's a must watch event. Like you, you talked about glass now starts exactly this. This is the kind of stuff that he has that you want to be sitting down and, and watching all of it. The, 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 the issue here is that it's a one o'clock game today, folks. So, uh, yeah, um, a lot of people are going to be missing this debut. Certainly not his family, certainly not his, uh, his closest friends and, and his USF baseball coach, uh, are going to be in attendance there at the Trop. Right. Uh, most fans, uh, I think, uh, can't swindle the 1 p.m. Uh, start time, but you know, hopefully, uh, enough highlights are going to happen that people can 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 watch them after work.
2: Yeah, it's uh, and it's funny because you look at his scouting report, and there are some mixed reviews on what he will be. Sort of like with Luis Patino, some people with McClanahan, some see him as a he's going to be a number three down the line, maybe even a number two. Others see him more as a power reliever or a closer, which isn't a bad thing. It's all about finding the role that fits best for him and, and works for his skill set. You got to wonder. One thing I'm maybe a little bit concerned about, and again, he's young, and I know he's had Tommy John surgery. Uh, he does have a little bit of a violent delivery packaged in a smaller for a pitcher six foot one frame. So you wonder if that's going to able or be able to hold up long-term with him. that That's something I would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know when you say power reliever and, and from the left side, if you're a race fan uh, that only has one name and that's Jake McGee. Jake McGee has uh, carved himself a really nice career. Uh, yeah. Not only with his stats, but you know, financially speaking, if that's the path that Shane takes in the major leagues, I, I don't, I don't see that as a bad thing either, but like Jake McGee, uh, you know, and Alex Colomay and a lot of other relievers, uh, they start as starters. And so, uh, I think that's the way to, to, to treat Shane first. And if it doesn't work out, sure. But I, I have all the, the, the faith in the world that he can become that number three in that rotation. And, and, and then that rotation, Kevin, that rotation is going to be so nasty 2022. I, I can't even wait. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be nasty by September of 2021. I mean, the arms that are just going to be back to back to back to back. I mean, it's going to be impressive. Right now, the AAA rotation as it started uh, this year could be better than a lot of other teams. could <laughs> be better than the, the Rays had outside of glass now. <laughs> Right. Archer's
2: not available. He'll, uh, you know, he's had mixed results. So is Yarbrough until he was behind an opener and everything like that. So, uh, look, I think what has to happen, you have to have Mike Zanino behind the plate today. You have to have the Cape Coral battery. You have to make that work. It only makes sense,
1: right? That's the Cape Coral. um, Cape Coral connection. That's what they can call it. Look, I already gave Topkin a headline. Yeah. Cape Coral connection. (laughs) CCC. There we go. Um, Uh, No, I like it. So yeah. Uh, But you know what? Let's talk about the other guy, Chris Bassett, who has had an an okay season so far. The last two starts getting a a little bit better with uh, 16 K's in in, in the last 12 innings. So uh, he's an interesting guy. He'll throw the kitchen sink at you, man. He's got that sinker that cutter, that four seam, the changeup, the slider, the curveball. Name a pitch and he'll throw it at you. So it'll be interesting to see how the Rays um, are able to, to kind of counteract that. And I'm guessing we'll see a lot of lefty. Uh, lefty bats in the Rays lineup today, so maybe could we see a Brendan Lau bomb, an Austin Meadows bomb? We haven't seen Austin Meadows in the lineup in a little bit, so maybe we can we can see um, the pride of uh, uh, of Georgia back in the lineup.
2: Uh, Chris Bassett is on my fantasy team, so I'm at odds. I'm I'm in a Ooh. dilemma. I'm in a pickle mm. right here. So I'm sort of wanting him to have a good start, but still hope the Rays <laughs> look the Rays. Okay, be quiet against Chris Bassett, and then. Pound on Petit and all the relievers and and score 12 runs or something like that. Uh, Speaking of fantasy baseball, I do want to give a quick shout out to Joshua Garner. I totally, totally forgot to mention this um, when I was bragging about how I'm tied or I am in second place in the St. Petersburg division. Uh, Joshua Garner is also tied with me in some shape or fashion. And you, Ulysses, you were complaining and making excuses and saying, hey, what, what's this S-O and K thing? Uh, you got strikeouts and strikeouts. No, it's shutouts and strikeouts. They're two different categories.
1: Oh, it's like, uh, oh, because we see so many shutouts. That makes sense. That uh, makes yeah, sense. we see so a lot of shutouts.
2: Sense. I mean, we're talking about moving the mound back. We're talking about all these different things to get hitters i mean hitter this is like a record low for for batting average and putting yeah. the ball in play so i would say there's been a lot of shutouts we've already had how many uh how many like complete games have we already had too or or uh no hitters i mean it seems like we've already had a handful and it's already april
1: and lowest OPS in like years. Yeah. It, it's crazy what's happening to baseball. I, I think because it's every year, like, oh, this is the lowest since this, the lowest since this, especially offensively speaking. That's why MLB is like, okay, we gotta do something. And they're coming up with these crazy ideas like the double, the double hook and the um and the moving the mountain back and all that stuff. So yeah, you know what you, they're gonna you, do next? They're gonna say like bigger bats, wider bats. That's <laughs> gonna
2: Creek be like the next way. Basically, something yeah. to that extent. Oh my It's goodness. like one of those like little uh I don't know. God, what is that cartoon? I can't think of it at the top of my head, but Flintstones. <laughs> the little like yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Thing. The wooden bam. Yeah, bam. Bam. bam, bam. There we go. Yeah. Hey, it fit Brandon Lount. There we go. Oh, yeah. Okay, we are uh, running long just rambling at this point, so it's a good stopping <laughs> point here. That wraps up this edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. Uh hope you all have a wonderful day, stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.